Good day, everybody. Welcome back in to Mining Stock Daily. We have a corporate update to you uh, for you today here from FPX Nickel. And on the line right now, we have the CEO of FPX, Mr. Martin Turin. Uh Martin, we are just catching up with you from the latest news from FPX Nickel, uh, a new set of drill results coming out of the Van Target. Uh, the Van Target is an area, a highly prospective area, that uh, you're starting to get assays back. I think this is the second set of assays from, I guess you could call it a, the first discovery here because this has never been drill tested. So let's first talk about what this new set of data is telling you here from the core assays, and then we can kind of get into how differences, similarities from the van target that what you're seeing from Baptiste. So first, your thoughts here on on uh, this new round of assay results. Yeah, happy to talk about it, Trevor. Thanks for having us on again. Um, yeah, we're really excited about uh, the assays from holes three and four. Really continues and confirms the discovery holes one and two, which were released in the market in uh, in mid-October. And, you know, the van area is a large area. It's been defined in the past by very prospective samples of outcrop. So that's, you know, of course, bedrock coming to surface over an area of around two and a half square kilometers. And uh, this year's program, the Maiden program, was designed to test the eastern half of that target area. And uh, four holes into that program, we've been successful in all four holes, strong mineralization uh, throughout, uh, well above cutoff grade, and uh, interestingly, it holds uh, one, two, and three significantly above the resource average grade at Baptiste, particularly in the uh, upper portion of the holes. So the near surface higher grade nickel mineralization is great. And, you know, of course, batting four for four on a maiden discovery is, uh, is a pretty good batting average as well. Uh, tell us about that uh, that cutoff grade. What remind us again what that cutoff grade is down at Baptiste, and then how that compares to these new grades. Yeah, so the resource average grade at Baptiste is a point one two percent magnetically recoverable nickel, or it's about point two two percent total nickel. The we report uh, both, and but we have an emphasis on the magnetically recoverable nickel because that's. That's really going to be the economic nickel that you can economically extract from the ore body, um, uh, and the cutoff grade is about uh, is is 0.06 percent uh, DTR or magnetically recoverable nickel, and so the grades we're seeing at near surface in Baptiste at, at Van rather over very long sort of 100 meter plus intercepts is in the range of 0.14 to 0.15 percent, so about 20 to 25 percent higher grade. Than the overall resource average at Baptiste, and importantly, that higher grade is nearer to surface. What we see at Baptiste is uh, uh, a significant proportion of the higher grade is at depth. What we're seeing at Van is that the higher grade tends to be uh, near surface, which is really what we were targeting with this program. Uh, this the Van target's about six kilometers north of Baptiste. Now, this first drill campaign at Van is about two and a half thousand meter drill program uh so it's you know you're just kind of scratching the surface here and obviously you've had some good success with these first couple drill holes here martin do you have reason to think or are you starting to plan on maybe expanding this drill campaign up there yeah well the, the drill campaign is wrapped up for the year that was wrapped up in uh in september um so we're not likely to be up at the project again drilling until sort of the late spring of 2022 um, you know, it's a modest amount of meterage for sure. It's about 27, 2800 meters that we drilled this year. But the important thing to, to note is that this solid mineralization 
is excessively homogeneous, very, very consistent dissemination of nickel mineralization over broad, broad areas. And so while we did only nine holes, the spacing of those holes is going to result in defining a zone that is approximately one square kilometer. So one kilometer of strike or, 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 or length, so to speak, uh, by one kilometer of width. So um, it, it's that continuity of mineralization and that homogeneity of the mineralization that allows us to be really efficient with the meterage and get a log of bang for our buck in terms of the tonnage. Okay, very good. Uh, so we look forward for we get so what I'm trying to do my math here. You got five holes still pending here. Is that about right? Yeah, five holes which we would expect to release to the market in the uh, in the weeks to come. Okay, uh, just kind of obviously everything's being held up in assay labs as a continued story throughout the year. So you know, technically speaking, here geologically speaking. What can you tell us? I mean, you, you said everything seems to be pretty well equally disseminated here. So how does kind of having that information kind of lean towards maybe a phase two drill program up at Van? Well, phase two would really be focused on the western half of this target. The the, the, the target area is only about is 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 uh, rather two and a half square kilometers. So it's a very large target, and as I mentioned, this year's program is is testing an area of around one square kilometer. So that the whole western half of this target has not been drill tested yet. And so that would be the obvious next place to go. The other thing that's interesting here is that we are, you know, drilling through overburden in areas mm. that are, you know, sometimes close to outcrop and sometimes quite far away from outcrop. Um, and the drilling through overburden in the first full holes has been very successful in showing that even if there is an outcrop immediately in the area, we can still, as we drill into bedrock, find strong nickel mineralization. So what that does is it expands the conceptual target here well beyond the two and a half square kilometer target size. That two and a half square kilometers is just constrained by what we see in outcrop. But if we're continuing to be successful in drilling in through overburden into mineralization, it means that that conceptual target at Van could be much, much bigger than even the two and a half square kilometers we already have. I mean that I'm looking at the map here. That western, southwestern side of Van, you've had rock samples of north of 0.14 percent DTR nickel here. So I am assuming that's kind of the section you would want to you would want to hit next year. Yeah, we we think of that as kind of almost low hanging fruit, or having let's say much higher probability for having you know positive drill results. Um, the, versus, let's say, some of the drilling we've done this year, which has been through overburden, effectively kind of blind, so to speak. So right, right. Um, we're really excited about kind of uh, what we've been able to find here through some of these blind shots, which is, which is an important part of kind of conceptualizing the scale of, of any potential deposit here. All right. Uh, Martin, I know you, you're on the road here this week doing some marketing. you got meetings. and I just wanted to get your kind of general sense here of, maybe what you're picking up from conversations regarding the nickel market and what people interested in, in nickel exploration development. If there's, you know, is this the green technology, the new development towards the electrification of the world that they're kind of leaning onto, or, you know, what else are they looking for? Well, uh, you know, it's been interesting. I've been meeting with a lot of, uh, you know, generalists uh, and tip, you know, tending towards, let's say high net worth investors, uh, private investors. 
And these are people that by and large are not really familiar with uh, the nickel industry or the mining business at all. But once you start to sort of um, paint the picture of the growing need for nickel uh, to feed the growing electric vehicle battery industry in the United States, and you start to portray what the demand implications are to nickel uh, of of that move towards electrifying our 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 you know our our, our car industry here, um, they then start to look at things like the valuation of Tesla or the valuation of Rivian, for example, which just IPO'd last week and is up sort of sixty five or seventy percent from its IPO price and is just kind of doing spectacularly well. And then you tell them at how sort of what the, the deep disconnect there is then in the valuation for junior mining equities, particularly those that are involved in base metals or battery metals. And, you know, you're well familiar with the fact that there is this deep disconnect in how these companies are valued. And, you know, I think what we see and even the share price performance that we've had this week has shown that these, these individuals kind of understand that. They see that there's a disconnect mm-hmm. and they see where the puck is going, so to speak. Um, that at some point, the raw materials providers that will underpin this electric vehicle transition will will see those capital flows come in, and you'll get what you know Robert Friedland has referred to uh, very very eloquently as the revenge of the miners. Are you having any conversations at all about the localization or the relocalization of natural resources in the supply chain at all, and how like a project like Baptiste? localized North American deposit can help feed North American manufacturing? Absolutely. So I was in Washington, D.C. yesterday, and uh, obviously the people in D.C. are very well attuned to what's going on in uh, federal politics. And the fact that the Biden administration has said a few things of interest recently to to this conversation. One is that they want, uh, they're going to mandate that by 2030, 50% of all new car sales in the U.S. will have to be EVs. That's as opposed to 1% currently. So there's huge, huge growth to come in EV purchases in the United States. And secondly, that the Biden administration has specifically cited the need for nickel to come from places like Australia and Canada, which are, of course, friendly to the United States, um, in large part because you know the United States does not have uh, you know significant uh, endowment of, of nickel, um, and you know it, tying on to that sort of localization theme, the obvious source for nickel that would go into the uh, into the Fords and the General Motors and the Teslas and the Rivians going forward, it's really uh, it, it, Canada is the obvious port of call for that. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you've been on the road while all that crazy weather. You escaped the crazy weather in Vancouver. I actually uh, uh, just about got caught in a mudslide the other day uh, coming back oh, no. from the interior from, from my son's hockey tournament and, and uh, half, our, <laughs> half our hockey team there of 11 and 12-year-olds are still stuck um, oh. in the Hope area. So it's been, uh, it's been a terrible experience for them, um, but uh, hopefully they can get home soon. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, my heart goes out to you, the family and the team and everybody else kind of be struggling out there. Uh, hopefully, uh, you know, our thoughts and prayers will go out to everybody and uh, get home safe and, uh, and and back to normal here. So, uh, Martin, I really appreciate your time. It's nice to catch up with you on your road on the while you're on the road. I know it's been a busy week for you. Uh, but until next time, my friend, we'll uh, chat later. Thanks, Trevor. Always appreciate it.
That's Martin Turin of FBX Nickel trading on the TSX Venture with FPX and also on the OTCQB with FPOCF. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak to a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.